You're listening to the Five Questions Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is the co-founder and CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey. John grew Whole Foods from founding it in 1980 to becoming a $13 billion Fortune 500 company with over 80,000 employees, which eventually sold to Amazon in 2017. I first interviewed him back in 2013 when he was starting to evangelize the conscious capitalist movement, then caught up with him again in 2017 when he released his first cookbook. That's why I was overjoyed that I got to catch up with him again to talk about his new book, Conscious Leadership, for this podcast episode. Your father was a role model to you in your childhood and even an investor in your company. What life lessons did you learn from him that helped you become the leader you are today? From the very beginning, my dad emphasized, make money. Make money. So Whole Foods was pretty much profitable from its first day. And... That was very smart because what ends up happening with a lot of these companies is, is that they, the venture capitalists get hold of them. They have a burn rate, right? And so you just keep having to do more and more rounds, series A, series B, series C, series D. Each time the entrepreneur is getting diluted down. Most of the really wealthiest people in the world, people like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs when he was alive or, and uh, Jeff Bezos today, these guys, they held on to their stock equity. They didn't get the venture capitalists diluted down. So making money from the beginning was good career advice. Secondly, uh, you're no better than your team. You've got to hire the best people you can. Uh, constantly evolve your team. You've got to continue to help your team get better and better because they'll make you look good or bad. Ultimately, you can only do so much you're going to be the result of the product of all of the best people you have working for you. And business values are at the core of conscious capitalism and leadership. How did you originally identify your personal values and then embody them through your company for so many years? The most important value initially as we start the book with is, is put purpose first. So one question is how do you find your own purpose? What I have found, you find your own purpose by basically following your passions wherever they may lead you. What you really care about is, is an indication of what your purpose. It's like adults ask children, what do, you want to, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the right question is, what do you like to do? What, what really gets you excited? And so I do think uh, purpose comes from you discover that as you kind of are true to yourself and you kind of are authentic and you follow that things you care about, you will find your purpose. That's been my experience in life. I mean, we get our values initially from our families and we're going to get them from our teachers and we're going to get them from our friends, our culture. And then ultimately we should take responsibility and select the values that we want to be. We have to create ourselves at some point. Our parents, our friends, our culture can only take us so far and the rest is up to us. So we have to consciously sort of cultivate the values that are going to lead to happiness in life and success and prosperity. Integrity really matters and working hard matters and telling the truth matters. And I got those values from just studying, reading a lot of biographies, studying people that have been successful, emulating people that I admire and making those values that were once external to me, internal and core to my being. Yeah, that's really important. And in today's society, people work for and buy from companies that have a clear purpose, like you were saying, not just make a profit. Employee and consumer activism have been heightened by the recent political and social events like the killing of George Floyd. How can leaders focus on operating their businesses while also being sensitive to the global issues stakeholders care about? 
Well, that's such a great question. That's like the question of the 20, well, one of the questions for the year 2020, right? I will tell you something I learned the hard way back in 2009. I learned when I wrote an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal about healthcare that was very controversial, that the world did not distinguish between me and Whole Foods Market. So when I took sort of a political stand, there was massive blowback towards the company. My big lesson there was Whole Foods, I, can't, I have to, to certain, some extent suppress my own political beliefs and things that I think are important because I'm a public figure. That may not be true for all the CEOs, obviously, in the world, but it's certainly true for me. So I have to play that a lower key role politically. And I, I think you risk, particularly in a retail company, if you come out on political stands, you're going to alienate a lot of your customers. People disagree about these things. So sure, Whole Foods is against racism, and we've stated this publicly. We're doing lots of things internally. But if you start jumping on any particular bandwagons politically, you're going you're gonna to upset a lot of people. So what Whole Foods has done is we've doubled down on our own internal mission. We've got our own higher purpose for existence. Our, our, our stated higher purpose is to nourish people on the planet. So we're doubling down on selling healthy food, selling organic food, or natural food, by, while being sensitive to our, our customers. Right now, when the COVID-19, we have to make our store. We're very proud that Whole Foods has been named several times now as the safest supermarkets in America right now in the, in the COVID-19 world. So we want to keep our, our customers safe. We want to keep our team members safe. We know there's a lot of fear out there. So we are trying to, we're, we're providing ways for our team members to get counseling and teaching them how to manage stress and fear and also encouraging our people to express their political beliefs, whatever they might be, but not at our stores. Not, we, want Whole, we want Whole Foods to be an oasis so people can come in and get away from all the craziness that's out there. But while encouraging people to express that on their own time instead of in our stores. Totally. What's really hard in this society, just from talking to other CEOs and leaders, is everything's politicized. And I've spoken to a lot of business leaders about what it takes to lead during a crisis such as this pandemic we're living in right now. And they say that trust is critical to sustainability. How have you been able to build trust with your workforce during this time? And how can other leaders do the same? You build trust by doing what you say you're going to do and, and consistently. So trust is built over time. It's not something that uh, occurs instantaneously because you can't really trust somebody immediately. You can have an intention to trust. So a crisis like today, it creates fear. And so people look around for what they can trust. You have to have already had and been building a trusting relationship. And then you double down on it. You become more conscious of the relationships or what matter here. So you focus on them even more. A crisis is a great opportunity for evolution to occur. Because one of the things that happens when people are scared is they begin to regress. They try to go back to a safe place. What I found in life and in business is that, it's a, that a crisis is a great opportunity to learn and grow. I'm now speaking for leaders to go, instead of trying to play it safe, uh, go back to a familiar place, do just exactly the opposite open up wider, open your heart bigger, listen more, be more expansive because that's the opportunity for real change to occur. And one of the things I'm gonna add on to this trust thing that I think is very interesting since so many places are 
working remotely right now. One thing that I figured out is that we've built up a lot of cultural capital. There is a lot of trust at Whole Foods. And so that's, that's been built up over decades, really. But we're spending it down now, meaning without a lot of in-person contact, the relationship's based on the past encounters. And Zoom and Chime, and, and th those are not long-term substitutes for it. So we can do this for a while, but we're making withdrawals from the trust bank. We're not making deposits mm. on them. I'm glad we've made a lot of deposits in the past because we're, we've, we've got a good foundation for it. But I do think trust will fray over time if we are not able to bring people back together in, in groups in person. And the final question is, what is your best piece of career advice? We never have enough people that are willing to work hard and take responsibility. In Whole Foods Market, people that will just take responsibility and work hard, they are fated to rise up into leadership because I've seen it happen thousands of times. It's most people really don't want to work that hard and most people don't want to take responsibility. And if you will do both of those things, you will probably, you're going to rise because those things are scarce and those are important qualities of leadership. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, John. To follow his journey, you can read his new book, Conscious Leadership, Elevating Humanity Through Business.